Welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. I almost introduced myself as Louisa Heron for some reason. <laughs> My mind was like, that's what happens after Matt says his name, right? Now you're the one starting to get premonitions of the future. <laughs> uh, hey, yep. damn it, Louisa. <laughs> We talked about you this. really, you really jumped yes. into it right away, of yeah. referencing stuff from before great. the show. There were maybe fifteen words between you saying that just now and the thing you were referencing. Yeah, it's really getting very good. We're getting much better at this podcast. We're accelerating. Soon it's going to be a double event, and we're going to have to send Gypsy Danger in the portal to another dimension. Wait, what? Is I don't that, get that reference. Is that robot supposed to come back in the next movie? Uh, it has a different name. They just built a new one. Oh. I thought maybe they got it back somehow. Alright. <laughs> Who is no, this it... robot? With the little corpse of uh, Idris Elba in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Uh, we're talking is about this Pacific, Pacific Rim? Rim? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have not seen this movie. Oh, it's pretty you good. Should. I don't know I if... the movie it is, yeah. It is dumb. Wait, Matt, I thought you did see it, because you're very mad about the part where um, they describe the robot as <laughs> uh, analog, semicolon, nuclear, <laughs> because they uh, can't use any of their digital robots. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense, and I think maybe you said that to me and I got mad, but I definitely haven't seen the movie. I would know if uh, I did. <laughs> I, I want to remember who's mad about who I, it seems like something you would have been mad about, but now I don't know. Now all the reality I, is crumbling. I think you may have talked to me about the movie and said that to me before, and then I got mad, which is something <laughs> I would do. You're absolutely correct. It seems yeah. entirely possible. <laughs> yep. So, Jeff, what have you been up to on the internet this week? Um. So last Tuesday, I um, received in the mail my card for MoviePass, which is a service that recently got purchased by Netflix. Um, yeah. It used to be, I think, 40 or $50 a month, and you could go see as many movies as you want. And Netflix bought it and was like, uh, we're going to make this an unprofitable business, and now it's $10 <laughs> a month to go see as many movies as you want. And it's not like they have a deal with the theaters. They send you a debit card, you pick the movie on your phone and tap it, and they load the card with enough money to buy your ticket... It's not like you go and pick like pick up tickets on the screen. You do it and you buy the ticket with real money on this card. They're paying for your movie tickets. I've That's so weird. Cost it sounds like they're trying the to drive somebody out of business, but I don't know who. I think movie it's, theaters, I think. <laughs> I think it's because they yeah, they're gonna drive movie theaters out of business by giving them a bunch of money. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the real answer is that they assume that most people won't go to more than one movie a month, and if you go a month without seeing a movie, you're still paying them money. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, but combined with, and this is, I think, the key, they can tell you, they can tell advertisers exactly what demographics of people actually see movies that are advertised to them. Oh, okay. They, yeah, I think, that's true. I think they sell your viewing data, so I've seen 
Mother, It, Kingsman the Golden Circle, Happy Death Day, Blade Runner, and The Foreigner. I've gone to see a movie every single day (laughs) since I got the card, and I think I might just see all the movies that are in theaters. (laughs) So they'll never be able to get any demographic information from you, personally. (laughs) Well, Jeff, I know you're a hardcore anarchist from way back. Have you considered going... And getting tickets to a movie and then going into a different movie to watch it so that you mess up their demographic data? <laughs> I don't think they care what movie you actually see. They just care what movie you yeah. pay to see. Exactly. Oh, I see. So That's I'll just go, I'll go pay for it every time, but then go see the other movies. So they're like, oh, he's a real it head. Yeah, just whatever movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what they're called. <laughs> whatever movie is playing at the time that you want there to be more of that kind of movie, just like go see that movie eighteen times, but actually go into different theaters. Mm. Yeah, there's yeah, a chapter about that work. in um, uh, Kevin Murphy from MST wrote a book about going to the movies every single day for a year. And he wow. handles different sections in different ways. Like, he goes to different parts of the world for a really unique movie experience for some of the days. But some days he does stuff like he did kind of what we were talking about. For, I think, a week, he paid for the same good movie that he wanted to support and then just walked into some of the bad blockbusters that he wanted to see in that time. <laughs> That's and cute. he yeah. says, basically, as a white man in his, I don't remember when he wrote the book, but in his 40s or 50s, uh, that no one's going to stop you. <laughs> you can just walk wherever <laughs> you want. You can walk into any movie. No one's ever going to check your ticket. Well, and no one gives a shit. Like, even if you did, they'd be like, hey, you're in the wrong movie. And you'd be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. Yeah. I uh, I was walking to go see The Foreigner, and the theater right next at the same time was showing IMAX Blade Runner, and I'm like, should I? Because I saw, <laughs> I saw Blade Runner in regular, and the bad movie theater I was at f- did not turn the lights off until 40 minutes into the movie when I <laughs> peeked out the door and yelled at the manager. I was like, oh, hey, the man, lights off aren't in good. here. I was alone in the theater, so it's not like anyone else was there to complain. I had to. When did you see this movie? Was it like 2 p.m. on a Wednesday? <laughs> it was yesterday at 4. Or No, it was 2. It was 2, 2, 2 p.m. on a Saturday. But I, it was the theater like down the how street sw- from me that's kind of bad. How small is this theater that a new release, pretty big name movie only had you in the theater a week after it came out? Four screens. <laughs> we live... The problem is we live a um, maybe five to ten minute drive from the big giant AMC theater at the, like, biggest mall in the state. So I think people, like, go there if they want to see a, a good movie, and they just go to this one for the, like, five dollar Tuesdays, or just, like, take their kids to see a kid's movie. Oh, Jeff died. Yeah, I cut out. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah... I've heard this theory before from some folks, including uh, our mother, that like they they want to go to these smaller theaters in order to preserve those and whatever. Is there any reason to do that? I, like, no. I I think I understand supporting local business in terms of like stores and stuff, so that there's competition. But like having a different theater that's not owned by one of the big conglomerates, it's the same movies you're getting, and like. At this other theater, you get comfortable seats and, yep. and yeah. not not curious smells. See, the thing is, I always liked that smaller theaters had less people at them. But mm. nowadays, a lot of places seem to be opening theaters on spec. 
Like, they make super fancy theaters with, like, reserved seating and, like, fancy mm. snacks. And then no one ever goes there. So now I get the really good experience and an empty theater, which is what I wanted all along. And I'm assuming they're losing millions of dollars a year everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I went to... I went to... Um... I used to live near one of those movie taverns where you can get food Ooh. and stuff while you're uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. And maybe it was just the one location that was near me. But I went there, I don't know, eight or nine times over the two years I lived there. And every single time there was maximum ten people in the theater. They cannot, <laughs> like, that cannot be good for their business model. Well, those places, I feel like they rip you off with the uh, cost of the food because oh, I, got, sure. I got a meal that was probably like the quality of like a fourteen ninety nine Applebee's entree, and I'm pretty sure it cost me thirty dollars. So that's <laughs> probably where their money is coming from. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's All... also the big conglomerates. Like the other advantage is they'll get smaller movies because they have more screens. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I just don't get the, like, there's a lot of things that you should support smaller versions of, but I don't think theaters is one of them. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then I don't care. The trouble is, like, there's nothing to do about it. Like, a smaller bookstore could have, like, a themed night about a certain book, and you get together, and it's, like, themed food, and it can be really fun. But when movie theaters try to do that, like, Alamo Drafthouse, they got famous, and they're big enough to be able to do this. But when smaller places, smaller movie theaters can't do something like that, hold their own film festival, because it's really hard to get a hold of their movies. That's the problem. Yeah, Yeah. and and like, older theaters that have those cool, like, plush velvet seats and, and... actual projector or um film projectors and stuff like that that's cool i understand the historical coolness of that but a lot of them are like this is a theater that was born in the uh, born this is a theater that was built in the late 70s and it still smells like cigarettes (laughs) yeah and even those cool old ones they're like well we're gonna be showing you know whatever thor for six months because people will still come to see it and that's how we're gonna make our money so it's not like you can go there and see some cool old movie (laughs) But then it's like, yeah, we're showing Thor. If the yeah, ticket is you know seventeen dollars to come see Thor. Oh, you could buy Thor on Blu-ray next door for thirteen dollars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, but popcorn though we have that. <laughs> well, who yep. knows when we clean our popcorn machine? We don't have any company standards. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't keep track of that. I assume never. Ah. <laughs> uh. So that's been my online experience of using an online service to go do physical things, which I feel like is most of our things from online. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Louisa, really just talk about our lives. Yep, that's yeah. true. <laughs> we what did what... it into online, which is why I think it's super uncool of you, Matt, for constantly pointing out that the things we're talking about are actually related. Uh, to excuse me, Louisa, <laughs> you did that to me last week. <laughs> that's because you do it and you deserved it. Yeah, well. <laughs> Turn a, so, uh, I'm about to do I, it again right I now. don't disagree. Go yeah, on. What's your th- online? <laughs> so I've been getting a lot of catalogs for Christmas stuff, which is freaking me out. <laughs> and when I say catalog, I also mean uh, like when you get the email telling you, online, uh, hey, the, yeah. like it's our equivalent, our online equivalent of catalog. And then I go to the website and they always have special coupons that are only valid for like the next two weeks. And I look around and I get really frustrated and nervous and then I don't buy anything. Are you guys mm-hmm. having the same kind of experience this time of year? 
uh, all times of the year constantly getting frustrated <laughs> and nervous. That's my life. Yeah. You're like, $10 off anything I want. I have to get something right now. And then you get freaked out about it and you don't. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about this beforehand. I'm having this problem trying to choose a book to purchase because I can get a free book from Amazon. Yep. I was just, I was going to say earlier, last night I uh, I went to a costume party uh, at a casino, and on the table they had these coupons that said uh, $10 of free tokens to play the slot machines or whatever, and almost no one was taking them because only the worst people gamble in casinos. Maybe that's wrong, but that's how I feel. Mm, I like um, those video slots myself. <laughs> well, I've They're never... So sparkly. I, I think I played a slot machine one time in my life, and that was just because I was waiting for my appetizers to be ready. So anyway, um, they had these these coupons, $10 of free slots games or whatever, uh, and people kept on being like, well, no one gambles, but maybe we should do this or whatever. And I had to be like, guys, you have to read these coupons. It was like, you have to sign up for their special rewards program and <laughs> give them their your email address and stuff like that is not worth $10. Getting that, that, those kinds of things is like, oh my god, if you come this weekend, you can, you automatically win every game of poker. Like, I don't, I, that's a lie, and you're annoying me, and you're doing it every day. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works, because one of my little catalogs was new fall and holiday shoes at DSW get $10 off a $100 purchase. And I was like, hmm, I probably could do that. And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't really need to spend $100 on shoes right now. This is a bad yeah. idea, actually, to save $10. Hmm. I, I so think I go too far the other way, though, because now when I get coupons, I just throw them away without reading them, and I probably should, <laughs> oh, like, no. look at them sometimes. What if it's like, yeah, buy one, get one free it. turkeys or something? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I should do, I should be checking. I just... <laughs> oh, the, okay, the problem good. is the ratio is off, because for every one coupon you get where you're like, oh man, this would actually be great, it's like 17 coupons for Metamucil or whatever, and it's like... I thought I signed up for your grocery store rewards program so you could keep track of what I buy, but clearly you're not doing that. Oh, here's something weird and creepy. I got a little postcard from Wegmans the other day. I've signed up for their little, like, coupon program. Yep. Like you're talking about. And they sent me a little postcard to let me know that they weren't going to carry a brand of blue cheese crumbles anymore, and they'd seen that I'd bought it, so that if I liked it, I should try one of these other brands that they were going to start carrying instead, and they were very sorry that they had to get rid of a product I liked, and that was really strange. But great. I I think people (laughs) really are really down on, uh, like over surveillance by all the companies in the world, like constantly keeping track of everything we say and do. But if you really lead into it, maybe it's good. Well, give me a coupon then. Don't just tell me, oh, we're so sorry about your blue cheese crumbles. Try these ones. (laughs) No, give me a coupon. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I I think uh, just that you don't like catalogs. Well, I would love to look more at the uh, pumpkin-shaped uh, soup terrines and things at Williams-Sonoma or whatever, but I feel Christmas bearing down on me, so it's like, <laughs> stressful. Yeah, I need evil to start, Christmas. I need to start sending more cookies because I signed up at the beginning of the year for the uh, like cookie mail service that I use. They had a thing where if you pay, I think it was like $80, you can get free shipping for, the, for a year. Uh, and I think I've just barely sent enough cookies to to make that money back, so to speak. 
but I really want to abuse that power before it runs out. I just want to send <laughs> everyone cookies. I I started doing a thing where, like, anytime anyone did me a favor, I'd be like, mm, somebody's getting cookies in the mail. Like, I didn't say that, but that definitely happened for several people. Yep. I send a lot of cookies as well, and I get really mad. I send them through uh, just the post office. They always say they're going to arrive a day before they actually arrive. And when you're sending fresh cookies, a day is crucial. Yep. It makes me angry. Yeah, you recently sent me cookies, and I had to bring them with me to Comic-Con, otherwise they would have <laughs> gone stale. I needed help to eat all of them. Thank you for all the cookies. Oh, you're welcome. I'm looking forward greatly to more cookies at my uh, Thanksgiving party that I'm going to have next month. So I gotta figure out a way to combine your two themes for your. Uh, th- Matt is having a Thanksgiving party that is also a little bit spooky, scary themed. So yep, I gotta it's work my it's the thirteenth annual one, so we're doing a spooky theme and uh, <laughs> spooky Thanksgiving is not a complicated theme to do, right? Um, uh, <laughs> I just picture a beautiful turkey covered in cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Done. No, it's, it's all, bad. It's a bad thing. It's already a horror holiday for the turkeys. They get killed. Yeah. <laughs> I could just cover my turkey in cotton candy. That's basically the same thing. Stuff it with uh, Reese's pumpkins instead of stuffing. <laughs> yeah. I could stuff it with, um, like, a human skull. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would be the benefit to that? I don't know. It would be, Bene- sh- it'd, it'd be pretty shocking. <laughs> uh, Matt, so what did you what do you, online? you've been doing online, Matt. Uh, okay, everyone's yelling at me. Uh... Uh, I, mentioned, I mentioned this briefly before the thing the, we started recording, but um, I've been watching uh, like Halloween movies to get more in the Halloween spirit, um, mm-hmm. and so... I watched uh, Edward Scissorhands earlier today on Amazon, and it was a great movie. I forgot how good that movie is. It's genuinely amazingly good. But it's very I simple. Was, it's like a little fairy tale. But I was thinking this this came up, and I wanted to ask you guys' opinion on this. Is Edward Scissorhands the best Frankenstein movie ever made? Um, I'm gonna make a confession right now. I really like the Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein where Robert De Niro plays the monster. You've confessed that on this podcast before. (laughs) Well, I'm confessing it again. We talk about Frankenstein a lot, Matt. I know, I know, and now I'm saying, I think that it's possible that the best Frankenstein movie is Edward Scissorhands. Hmm, maybe. I don't know, I don't like it. You don't like Edward Scissorhands, the movie? Nah. The movie Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, that's the one. You <laughs> <Okay>. got it. <laughs> I'm not talking about the board game. That would be a great one. Oh, no, game. I love the board game. It's really hard to move your pieces when you have to wear those scissorhands while you play. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should have rolled higher at the beginning of the game when you decide who plays Edward Scissorhands. Oh, God. Oh, man. The funny thing is that you think that you're really screwed when you get to be the scissorhands because you can't move your piece, but the guy who plays Anthony Michael Hall has to get blackout drunk and punch the player next to him halfway through. Ugh. Good game. Uh, now, hold on. In the movie, Edward Scissorhands, I understand <laughs> where you're... <laughs> I understand where you're getting a, a Halloween <laughs> feeling. Is there actual Halloween in that movie? Because I do not remember. No. Okay. There is not. There's just Christmas. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, what is the least Halloween movie Tim Burton has made besides Pee-wee's Big Adventure? 
Batman? I mean, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is fairly Halloween. Batman is also pretty Halloween. <laughs> I know, it is! Damn, no, Batman I think is very goth. Listen, guys, it's gotta be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I guess yeah, so. that does have a lot of bright Although, colors. That does it. have that does have a lot of murdering children, though. Mm, well, that's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of an all-year theme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's an evergreen. <laughs> murdering children is evergreen, you guys. <laughs> I thought maybe like he'd grow out of it at some point in his career, but his like most recent movie was that goth X-Men children's movie. The but, Mrs. Holmes for Children. But his mm. best... Um, his best stuff has always been when he does the, uh, like, fairy tale style things and, like, makes you feel uncomfortable by having weird sized and colored objects <laughs> around. I When I was watching Edward Scissorhands, I'd never really noticed it before, but, like, the, the whole thing has a framing device of Winona Ryder telling the story to her granddaughter, mm-hmm. and her granddaughter is laying in a bed that must have been... I don't know, 600 square feet? It's this <laughs> massive bed. And, like, it's really freaky and cool, and it's a really good touch that I feel like Tim Burton used to do that kind of stuff all the time. I like that aesthetic in movies. That's part of why I really liked um, The Babadook, because I, I, whenever someone's unsure if they should watch it, I'm like, imagine if Tim Burton directed a horror movie and it was good. Ah, Yeah. <laughs> Did hey, he do Big Fish? Do Big Fish? Fuck you! Yeah. Ah! God damn it! I like Big Fish that? a lot. <laughs> Was that? But Tim that Burton? one is also goth. Yep, that okay, is goth yeah. because it's about a spooky circus. Oh, of course it was Tim Burton because uh, Danny DeVito was in it. I almost forgot. Wait, oh, what? Yeah, that's is true. he in any other Tim Burton movies? Batman? He's the Penguin. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's also two. the. the oh, um, also uh, the Johnny rare... Depp plays the fish. <laughs> They computed him to be real big. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, going to say, also the very small South Asian actor whose name I don't know, an older man. Hang on. Louisa, you just said you should have known that it, because Danny DeVito is in it as if Helena Bonham Carter doesn't play <laughs> two women in this movie. I don't remember Two different women. I don't remember that. The actor you're thinking of is Deep Roy. He also yes. played the, um, the yes. Oompa Loompas. Yes, I did know oh, that. Yes. yes. Helena Bonham Carter plays the witch and also the girl that he is, like, distracted by on his way to marrying the actual girl. Oh, right. So, how did they um, not, is, how did... is Big Fish just a rip? Is uh, Big Fish just entirely lifted into Over the Garden Wall? Did no. they just rip off Big Fish? Essentially, no. no. I don't think story. that they're, they're exactly I don't the think they're similar at all. It's exactly the same story. I can't the think of any. All the same. <laughs> I can't think of any plot points that are even remotely <laughs> the same. People uh, are going on a journey you don't care about, and they meet characters along the way that you don't care about. Oh, I forgot. The you're the you're the one who doesn't like Over the Garden Wall yeah. inexplicably. Yeah. It's, it's yep, Louis is the good. only human who doesn't like that amazing, well made thing. Nobody Especially likes that strange kid because it was. It, would have been it better if he died. Made for no, you. that little kid is great. He's Maybe very he positive. Did die. Nope. Oh, that would be that, good. Yeah, fans here they though. die. <laughs> no, they get better though. Well, the original the original concept for the the show was going to be uh, that the two kids die and then they're taken away on a train. Like that is the and the the train conductor is the angel of death and then they jump off the train and then they have their weird adventures. Um, and that's sort of hinted at in the show. That would have been huh. better. 
I mean, that kind of does happen, Louisa. Yeah. Kind Being of. Meh. A lot that of happens. things kind of happen. Yeah. And it's not you just, really good. You just have no ability to appreciate things. Oh, sure. You, you got it. That's exactly Louisa. <laughs> That's the yep. only reason anybody could not enjoy Over the Garden Wall. Not that it's super boring or has symbolism that goes literally nowhere. Uh, I don't know that it has symbolism that goes nowhere. And it's not boring at all. It's great. It's called subtlety, Louisa. Sure. That, uh, uh, Hearn the Hunter, uh, stand-in, it goes nowhere. Who? The Beast? Yeah. What? He's the main villain! He goes everywhere! Yeah, he's the main villain, and it comes to nothing. It's nothing. What? What do you mean? You... Did you not watch the whole thing? I did. Did you, like, miss a couple episodes? <laughs> it goes nowhere! <laughs> I don't understand what you mean by goes nowhere. There's an arc where he's a villain and they're scared of him and then they confront him and learn what his nature is and then they defeat him. That's like every fucking story. It's, it's like an extremely straightforward explanation of who and what the beast is and why it is, exists and does what it does. There's a song where they explain exactly what he is. Like that literally happens. They sing a song about it. Yeah, but it's all nonsense. It's all fluff. Yeah, that's story. That's what stories are. That's the <laughs> Not word. If they're good stories. That's the word for story content in RPGs. Fluff. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. <laughs> for RPGs, I'll agree to that. Yeah, that's true. But still, <laughs> tabletop RPGs, not the video game kind. Mm, mm, applies to both. <laughs> okay, uh, I I see. Now you're on my side about how mechanical games are way better. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of said they were equal just now, so... <laughs> okay. I just don't know... I don't know what you want out of a story, Louisa, that, that Over the Garden Wall doesn't provide you. It's not uh, horny no enough. No annoying kids. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that point of view, but it's crazy to me that you said you don't like the annoying kids, and then from that you leap to... And so nothing about it is good, and it's boring, and the story isn't it doesn't have a story. Well, along the way, they t- they see a little vignettes, like that's the whole premise of the thing, and a lot of those kind of go nowhere and mean nothing. So, yep. who cares? They're like little parables. Yeah, with no yeah. moral. It's just like it's like Alice in Wonderland or any other story that is like that. Yeah. Like that's a that's a whole genre of story. Alice or, in like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What'd you say, Louisa? Alice in Wonderland isn't very good. Have you read it? Because I have. I have, and I like it. Mm-hmm. There we go. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna upset at least one fan with you saying Alice in Wonderland is bad. I didn't yeah, say it but was bad. I'm it's saying boring. it's good, so I, all the fans can like me and hate Louisa now. <laughs> go, it. do it. <laughs> I want stories to tell a story better, I guess. I want them to stop being vague, but they're not like a deep vagueness where they keep it vague and you draw your own conclusions, but vague just... where they didn't think it all the way through. You just wanted Wirt to look at the camera and be like, this is an allegory for growing up at some point in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I would have liked it a lot better if they died. It would have felt more complete. Maybe that's why it felt so vague. But it is thought out, though. I mean, I know that you don't think it is, but it provably it is. Like, you see stuff, and then, later on, it's explained what that stuff was and how it relates to one another, <sighs> and what well, the point of it. I don't think it was conveyed well, and no, I don't think the point was conveyed well at all. Well, 
I don't know. Like, it, the Why whole point of it. Why are you this? Nobody cares about this dumb show. <laughs> I, it's great. Every, I love everybody that show. Everybody but you likes it, Louisa. What is this? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> what's weird to me is that you like mythology, and it's mm-hmm. like the whole point of it is that it's done in a modern mythology style where, like, all of the stuff is is representative of larger themes, and yet yeah. somehow you hate it, even well, though you like mythology. Then obviously, the difference between our opinions is you think they did a good job doing whatever as an allegory <laughs> for actual mythology, and I think they didn't. They didn't bring through any of the actual meanings of any of the stories. Uh, well. Delightful. Um, shall we pick a random subreddit? <clears throat> yep, I've already put mine in the chat, but you guys haven't. I know. I'm gonna go roll it right now. Oh, it's, Louise's one is pretty good. It's <laughs> my second autocomplete. Um, oh, what is this? Oh, jeez, I don't know what this means. All right, Uh-oh. I'm gonna copy it we've, into the chat now. I'm moving to the chat. I'm pasting remember it. Remember, we've we've committed to choosing the spookiest one. <laughs> so hmm. I don't know which one's gonna be spooky here. So I got R slash tech support. Which is very boring. <laughs> is it actually um, tech support and not a term used to describe something else? Uh, I think it's people asking tech problems and then other people answering them. Mm, probably other people making fun of and ridiculing them, right? I guess so, I don't know. I got r slash metal me IRL. Uh-huh. Yeah, that might be I've... the spookiest one. <laughs> I love Unfortunately. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. Okay. Yes, so... like the meme where you post uh, like a cat sleeping and you're like, this is me, IRL, except all of the images are heavy metal themed. <laughs> okay, I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, now everyone's on board. Yep. And I got r slash Game Boy, which is about the Nintendo Game Boy that we all know and love. Oh, I want to do r slash Game Boy so bad, but it's not the (laughs) spookiest one. I know. Game Boy is definitely a thing we could talk about because it was very good. We have an episode coming out on Halloween. Should we, like, fudge it and just do r slash Halloween? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not this week, but for that episode. I feel like every month or so, Jeff, you you suggest a way in which you could undermine the <laughs> core premise of this show, and it, I have to tell you no. It would just be a very special episode for Halloween. Mm, no. I don't <laughs> think right. I should do that. <laughs> fine. We'll figure something out. It'll be fine. It'll work. Okay. Um, so we're doing Metal Me IRL, right? Uh, I, I guess don't want so, but to. it would make... It would make Matt very angry because it's pictures as a joke, which he hates. Right, Matt? I mean, yes. <laughs> like, the problem isn't even the pictures as a joke. It's that it's all people laughing at their own inside jokes that probably even other people on this board don't get. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair. <sighs> Some of these are kind of lightly humorous. I guess would be the best way to describe it. Do you think that heavy metal people are as annoying as a fan base can get? Um, oh. I have been involved in worse fan bases. Okay. Um, but uh, there are a lot of very annoying heavy metal people, which it's I think not- it's a problem for anything that is like 
aggressive and fairly apolitical, uh, you're going to get a lot of, like, weird libertarian bros. That's true. I just feel like people who listen to metal always assume that they are somehow more evolved than I am. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Which I don't understand, because it's not like... Like, people probably do that when they like classical music, too, but I can... Uh, they might be right. Like, I kind of like classical music, but somebody who's super into classical music probably is more evolved than I am. But I don't know. A bunch of Niles and Frasers, am I right? <laughs> yeah. But is that true of heavy metal? Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe the reason I don't get it is because I'm not evolved enough. I'm suspicious Maybe I need to of get any... a moonstone and walk around until <laughs> I'm happy enough and then go to sleep. What hap- How do you evolve a Pokemon? I don't know. I'm suspicious of any fandom that involves a lot of uh, peripheral things that you need to change about your life to be a true fan of it. I feel like that's yeah, one the, of those things. The real lifestyle fandoms that involve, like, fashion choices and hobbies outside of the thing you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I often wonder with metal folks, like, they you have to not listen to metal all the time, right? I mean, they probably, uh, you know, branch out into, like, maybe melodic deathcore or extreme punk. (laughs) Metal seems like the kind of thing you can't really listen to with friends. You can't have a party and have friends. Well, you only have metal friends. That's what I was saying. (laughs) No, I understand. I understand that, but then you put on metal and what? You all sit around and mouth things to each other because you can't hear it over the sound of, like, squealing guitars i think in general if you were at a party um and you wanted to put music on you'd either have to be secure enough in your metalness that you could put on some carly ray jepson and be fine with it or you just don't have music at your parties unless it's like very quiet heavy metal music because you don't want anyone to think that you're a dork Quiet heavy metal music. <laughs> that might be the scariest thing you could do. <laughs> I used what if to put it was on... like those at like you hear when you go to any sort of Asian restaurant, and it's just very soft piano versions of pop songs, except it <laughs> yeah, would be perfect. metal songs. <laughs> oh man, I used to put on like heavy metal at the end of a party to get everyone to leave, and I would slowly turn the volume up until everybody left. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's okay. that's the use for heavy metal at parties. Then, I can't imagine doing it. But then you it. learn social skills. <laughs> and now you just gently poke people with a broom handle, and it's very subtle. <laughs> Louisa, you confuse broom handles and social skills again for the this, last time. This keeps happening. <laughs> I only know how to use one of them. <laughs> you brought a big pan full of broom handles to the last potluck, and it was very embarrassing for all of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah, robot, should've... and all I eat is broom handles. <laughs> Uh, eat them like a pencil sharpener. Oh, man. Okay, guys. So in case you were wondering what the first official Seeing Reddit t-shirt was going to be, it's going to be a t-shirt with a picture of a robot, and at the bottom it's going to say, I'm a robot and all I eat is broom handles. But what about that t-shirt that we had where it's like one of those tuxedo shirts, except the torso is that of Captain Transylvania? We already have sold millions of those. That's not a thing, and doesn't make sense. Yeah, how how I can't. In what way is his torso distinctive? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I didn't draw him. (laughs) He might have gills on there, right? (laughs) I mean, it's yeah on the torso. (laughs) Yeah, that's where gills go. What you don't understand is that his. 
torso is a catfish. Like, it's not the torso of a catfish. It is a catfish. A whole catfish. Oh, you're gross. retconning him. Now he's, he's just gross. a bunch of catfishes wearing a trench coat pretending to be a monster. He's only one catfish, and then the rest of him is still monsters. I can't yeah. believe I got catfished by Captain Transylvania, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> all I got was this lousy catfish torso. <laughs> Uh, okay, Louisa, read the uh, sidebar to r slash Game Boy. No, it's metal. <laughs> it's metal. All right, so there really is none. The theme is all black and red, and there's a picture on one side of a chihuahua that has a Photoshop of, I guess, Gene Simmons' um, black and white monster face makeup over its face. Kiss- Kiss isn't metal, yeah, right? I don't think it's they are. too goofy to be metal. <laughs> nah, they're metal. I, I wouldn't have said they are. What? But who knows? But they're like, they're like greedy grandpas. <laughs> I mean, their aesthetic pretty much defined heavy metal for all of time. Even if their music is just kind of like happy party hard rock. I thought they defined uh, glam rock. Is that not true? Yeah, I mean, they were the first ones to do that style of face paint that has become popular with death metal bands, as oh, far as I true, know. Oh, yeah. Actually, cool. Alice Cooper was probably doing that before Kiss was. Oh, right. I think that there should be a Kiss reunion tour called Greedy Grandpas. <laughs> okay. I don't think, I think they would Gene like Simmons. that. I think Gene well, Simmons would be on board for that. <laughs> yeah. He'd be fine with it. He'd be like, wait, I, do I get paid for this? Okay, then yes. Uh, so that's it, and it just says Metal Me IRL, and then on the other side, there is a black and white Photoshop of a long-haired black cat who is wearing uh, boots and jeans and a metal t-shirt and is playing electric guitar. How do you think they took this picture? Is it, like, a cat putting his head through a thing, or is it Photoshopped? I think it's Photoshopped. Um, it might be... <laughs> I, it might be one of those costumes where you put it on the front paws of your cat and tie it around their neck and it looks like they're a little man. And yeah. then they photoshopped out, photoshopped out the back of the cat. I think that might be it, because if this was photoshopped, I would imagine that the body would look more like a human body and less like a <laughs> uh, like puppet. Costume. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that, but uh, the head is too small for it to be that, I think. Like, try to imagine how tall this cat would be if this was the costume it was wearing on his neck. You don't have a lot of scale yeah. in this picture. It's hard to tell. Anyway, uh, yeah, that it. would be an unusually uh, proportioned cat. Oh, well. No, there's a little more on the sidebar below the yeah, submit Yeah, there's buttons. a little bit that's pretty terrible. Uh, so there, uh, people subscribed. It has 10,000 nerds. They're calling them nerds. And 14 reading right now, so they kind of gave up on theming at that point. Uh, <laughs> and then it just says... Well, well, nerds is not that much theming anyway. No, that's not. just a pretty generic, like... But they Reddit came thing. up with that, I guess, didn't they? Oh, they invented nerds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. It's not the default. <laughs> oh, man, I would eat so many nerds right now. And then on one line just by itself, it just says, no punctuation or capitalization, slaughter of the soul. Mm-hmm. And then separately from that, all posts should be titled me IRL, which is true. Every single one is called the same thing. So good luck ever finding one you liked again, I guess. Yeah, hooray. That's a great <laughs> rule to have on your board. It totally is helpful and not stupid. Yep. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that you don't like this rule, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're wrong. I love it. Oh, okay. So, that's it. That's it, guys. 
Um, okay, so a lot of these pictures don't make sense to me or yeah. anyone. Because you're not metal enough to get it. Come on. Yeah, man. that's true. Yep. A lot of these are like, I feel like they're really missing the point. Like, several of these are pictures of text message conversations. I think the point of the me IRL meme is that the 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 subject of the picture is you. So if it's just a picture of text, yeah. That's not you. <laughs> that might be a thing you would say, but that's not the thing. Maybe that's it's not the point. People with that... no sense of humor who are saying me IRL. Okay, so here's something I did IRL. <laughs> I had a text <laughs> conversation. That's possible. <laughs> There's also on in the rules it says don't post screenshots, probably because people kept doing that. And yet the top of all time is a screenshot, screenshot of a text conversation. I really like this second of all time because it's very absurd. Um, the top of the image says when you're listening to Down With The Sickness, and then it's a screenshot from an anime with the subtitles blocked out in certain places so that it just says ooh ah ah like oh, the lyrics to Down With The Sickness. I don't know that. Is that a song or a band? Um, it's a song. You okay. might recognize it if you heard it, but also maybe not. You Who's might recognize then? it from the end of this episode. <laughs> of this no, the, you the... can't. No, you can't contaminate our show by using a thing that is the subject of the thing as the song. <laughs> I think we've already done that a few times. Just, just put Monster Mash at the end again. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's our Halloween theming all month. Is Monster Mash? We've already passed that point, you guys. <laughs> Actually, I do it. I think the Misfits did a cover of Monster Mash. <laughs> you can put that at the end. I'm not going to, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I really like the third of all time because it plays on a joke that I get. Because it says, I have a new progressive death metal band. Really? What's it called? And then it's a photo of the back of a vinyl chair where the vinyl has split into a bunch of weird tangled <laughs> branch-like uh, splits. And I know that that's a joke based on the fact that when you name your metal band and you, you have a special uh, logo for it with the name, that you use a font and then everything branches off uh, fractally so badly that you can't ever read what it's supposed to be saying. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you for explaining that. <laughs> I looked at that earlier and I was like, I don't get this. <laughs> Yeah, it, you could, like, just put the image of this cracked vinyl onto a t-shirt and people would be like, hey, I love that band. <laughs> There's one on here that is a picture of the devil sitting behind a drum kit with sixes on all of the drums to be, like, the, the devil number. Uh, and oh. The, the, the caption says, nice. friend, can you, put the, can you put on some normal music for once and then me and then this picture of the devil drumming. So, like... I guess this is the thing I was just saying, and the yep. answer that, that metal people seem to have is, yes, like, we are going to play something that no one likes for no one. Yeah, there's several where people are like, can't we listen to some other music? And the person's like, no, didn't I make a great point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this image of the devil is from the motion picture Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. So yes. that is a movie that it makes fun of heavy metal and metalheads, so maybe they're somewhat self-aware. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so. this is clearly an image of this person be identifying a failing in themselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a really grim though. way to put it. 
<laughs> well, it's true though. Oh man, there's a pretty good one that's a picture of the sign for Bed Bath and Beyond, but there's like poles and stuff obscuring it, so the it looks like it just says Death and Beyond. <laughs> yep. Pretty good. Yep. So that we've run out of material on this board. <laughs> so I know Jeff, you've listened to a little bit of metal. Louisa, have you ever listened to metal music? Um, a little bit. Only enough, never by choice. I've only heard enough to hear the ridiculous Cookie Monster voice, and then I can't ever uh, take that seriously. So, yeah, I don't really understand the appeal of it. A lot of people seem to think that it's like calming somehow. But it makes me very tense. I used to put on the first um, Metalocalypse tie-in album. Um, oh yeah, I tried to watch Metalocalypse and I hated that <laughs> yeah. show. I, I uh, bought the first two tie-in albums because inexplicably they made like actually really good like death metal albums as a tie-in to this kind of crappy cartoon. Um and I would put on the first CD and take a nap while it was playing. <laughs> Why? Um, I, I don't know. I just liked to have loud music on when I took a nap at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just found one that's a picture of a YouTube video, the title of which is Dragon Force Through the Fire and Flames Played on the Flute. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a pretty dorky looking dude playing it. It's not on a flute, it's on a recorder. Uh, and then the, the caption, the, the like YouTube comment is, damn, leave some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. That made me laugh. Oh, I really like the one um, just above that where it's an edit of the Metallica album Master of Puppets where all of the... Uh, I guess demon puppets or whatever, I'm not familiar with the original, have been replaced with uh, little puppies wearing sweaters, and it says Master of Puppers. Is there a picture on here of Chris Hardwick interviewing Ozzy Osbourne? Because why the fuck did that happen? Yeah, it looks like it. Well, both of those guys will do anything, so it was inevitable, I guess. Yeah, this was on uh, Talkin' Metal, the heavy metal after show that... Mm, you know, uh-huh. I fill, get in, it. Yes. fill in the rest of the joke. He hosts yeah. those. Yeah. The <laughs> problem with those jokes where the punchline is at the very beginning is that it's really hard to maintain your momentum. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I didn't, like, everyone knows what the joke is. I just wanted yep. to remind the audience to make the joke in their head. Hey, are we supposed to like Chris Hardwick? Because I don't. I don't find him to be very likable. I never I'm neutral did. towards him. He always had like a flop sweat intensity to him, which I do not find appealing. <laughs> yeah, he always seems like he feels extremely unqualified to be doing whatever he's doing. Like every but time it comes also- back from commercial on at midnight, he's like, oh God, I'm hosting a game show. How did this happen? Yeah. But also <laughs> cocky a little bit somehow. Yeah. Like he's simultaneously panicked that he doesn't know what to do and very angry that anyone might imply that they know better. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't fair. that happen to you if you, like, <laughs> in some kind of anxiety dream, woke up and you were hosting a game show where all the funniest people in the world had to make dick jokes when you read a tweet? I, I think I just wet my pants. <laughs> and I have just now. Oh, wait, sorry. You don't have to tell us that. Yep. 
Oh, there's another uh, joke like the one Louisa liked with the vinyl seat where it says, I have a new black metal band. Really? What's it called? And it's just a picture of a big pile of spindly twigs. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> spindly twigs would be a pretty good name for a metal band, though. <laughs> yeah, you only, do, the... you only do metal covers of, like, indie pop songs from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> like Mumford and Sons, but heavy metal. <laughs> Hmm, I'm sure there's a band doing that somewhere. Yeah, they're probably insufferable. I was gonna say, I think I'm the type of person that the people who like this uh, board and metal probably hate the most, because I don't care about metal at all. Fine. I also really like pop music, and I'm sure they hate that. But I also like hair bands, which are like the worst level of extrapolation from metal they would say i'm sure that they feel that way about like poison and whatever but yeah i like that stuff so i think it would depend on the hair metal band i feel like a lot of metal dudes have warm feelings about say motley crew um even if poison is a bridge too far (laughs) well let me be clear probably whichever ones they like the least those are the ones that i like (laughs) (laughs) maybe you can find Maybe you can find your inroad with, like, Judas Priest or something. I don't want to, though. I like garbage (laughs) pop music. It's my favorite. What song did Poison do? I'm trying to think. I was trying to make a joke, but I couldn't remember. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. That was their biggest hit, probably, yeah. Oh, I, you know, obviously this is the thing. Everyone probably does this, where they think that that's Guns N' Roses, because it has Rose in it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Guns N' Roses is probably one that metal people like. Yeah, probably. Even though they're all on all the reality shows now, that seems very not metal to me. Uh, I mean, Ozzy was on a reality show for, like, ten years, and he practically invented the genre. And if you're gonna count Kiss, which they apparently do, you don't really have any room to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that anyone seriously counts Kiss. I know that Jeff is saying this, but I can't believe it. So, um, do you guys know about the... Um, origin of heavy metal, either artistically or, like, just in history? No. <clears throat> I know quite a bit about the discovery of heavy metals in the periodic table of elements. <laughs> Boo! Nerd! <laughs> Boo! Get this nerd out of here. <laughs> I just want to, uh, briefly say, um, because it's, uh, something that you could describe as extremely metal, um, the... F- future guitarist for Black Sabbath uh, in, like, the early 60s uh, got the tips of all of his fingers chopped off in a metalworking accident. Um, and then had... metal. <laughs> yep, metal. exactly. <laughs> and he had to loosen all the strings on his guitar so he could still play it with his nubs, and that's where you got all that sludgy noise from. Gross. Great. <laughs> so great. <laughs> he should have metal. used those metalworking skills to make new metal fingertips, and then he could have played <laughs> even harder than he was playing before. Oh <sighs> man, that's like Tycho Brahe, the astronomer with a golden nose. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, he writes that about? webcomic. Ugh, let's not. No. And doesn't he have a not silver not. nose? Didn't he have a golden something else? <laughs> I, I want to say Dick. Whoa, hey. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, that's an Austin Powers movie, Louise. <laughs> it's yeah. a different guy. <laughs> Everything you guys are saying is wrong, but he had a golden nose because he had his nose cut off in a duel. Are you sure it was wasn't a silk nose? He was called the astronomer with a golden nose, Louisa, so I don't think his nose was made of silver, goddammit. <laughs> silver Maybe, maybe he could just... Let me look that up. He could just smell. You're not he allowed prob- to look it up. He probably had more than one nose. Boom! And, 
but his his famous nose was made of gold. <laughs> oh, was it? Because tests revealed that Brahe's famously quote unquote silver prosthetic nose was actually made of brass. That's what? So, Wait, hang fuck on. Fuck you. Brass is not silver in color. It is gold in color, and that's why people called him the man with the golden nose. Uh, Wikipedia says uh, he wore a prosthetic nose said to be made of silver and gold. So, fuck you. So you're both right and wrong. (laughs) You're both right and wrong. You were both thinking of different halves of the same fact that you both didn't know. When you say brass and you got all mad, you know that they mean silver plated. That's what they're talking about. I don't think that's true. I think he probably had more than one nose that he put on for different occasions. That's true. Because if, if you that. could do that, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. I absolutely would. Yeah. I'd I have like... a gonzo nose for special occasions. <laughs> or a little kitty cat nose would be great. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> or like you just wear no nose when you're answering the door for trick-or-treaters. Ugh. Yes. Um... I like this one where it is a screenshot of a Twitter thread. The caption above says, I made a Twitter bot that randomly generates new metal genres and replies to some questions. Um, And the metal genre by metal underscore automaton on Twitter uh, generated is atmospheric, sojet, Celtic, electronic metal. And someone responds, how does this genre sound like? And the Twitter robot responds back, like black metal, but more Italian. (laughs) <laughs> that is good <laughs> that is what every conversation between music nerds at a, a concert sounds like all the time that's what they all sound like <laughs> this is the thing that makes me crazy though because these people describe themselves as nerds according to this board like you're not a music nerd though most of the metal guys that i know kind of know how to play guitar like they don't even know how to read music you can't be like oh i'm super into music i haven't I haven't bothered to learn how to read it or or know anything about it but i'm super into it though you know? uh, i don't think you have to know how to read music to be an accomplished musician necessarily especially not a guitarist uh, listen i agree you can be a good musician and not be able to read music what i'm saying is you can't describe yourself as a music nerd and not know how to read music <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. draws an interesting distinction between people who are just appreciators of a medium um, and people who, like, intellectually study it in some way. I suppose that's true, but I still think if somebody came to me and said they were a comic book nerd, and then I said, oh, what comic books do you own? And then they said, I've never read a comic book, but I go to all the movies of comic books. I'd be like, you are not a comic book nerd. It's fine, but th- stop saying that because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone else to say something. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at a uh another post that is the Sounds of Silence Simon and Garfunkel album, but somebody put uh whiteout on it so that it says Satan and Garfunkel Sounds of Pestilence <laughs> and that's pretty good. <laughs> Have you heard that cover of Sounds of Silence that some asshole has done recently? Recently? I don't know if that part's true. No. I was hoping Jeff could help me out here. Do you know who that is? I have no idea what you're talking about. Shit. Somebody did a cover of Sounds of Silence, and I, I don't want to say he's a metal guy, but he's that sort of guy. Real deep voice. 
And it's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and they keep playing it on the radio. And the DJs keep saying stuff like, oh, oh really? An interesting take on this song. Like, oh, this is such a new direction. And it's really poignant. It's fucking terrible. I didn't know that they would be... Pl- I thought you meant, like, some YouTube person. Oh, Disturbed has recently covered The Sound of Silence. They're the ones who did uh, Down With The Sickness that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> yep. So they do, I... they do count, and they're terrible. I didn't realize that anyone ever listened to the radio anymore. <laughs> I do at work, I... so boom. I listened to the classic R&B station and a couple of pop stations in the mm. car classic r&b what genre is that 70s like like uh, it's s- like it's like black metal but more italian <laughs> Boom! nice uh it's like 70s and 80s soul and funk but also like 80s and 90s hip-hop tinged pop music okay um, i was gonna say bl- all i would be interested in is boys to men songs so it what about is, salt yes, and pepper louisa yes of salt, course. And yes. salt and pepper's on there uh, I think it is the um, the radio station for black grandfathers. I think that's their specific target demo. Yep. That's funny because for black grandfathers is another pretty good name for Kiss if they went on, on tour. I guess it would be black and white grandfather. <laughs> or a name for boys to men when they uh, go on tour in 20 years. <laughs> or men now, to grandpas. they're probably old now, right? <laughs> Boys uh, to men, two grandpas. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel to Boys to Boys no, Three no, Men. No. <laughs> Their next album would be called Boys to the Number Two yeah. Men for the Number Four Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, well, if you like our great ideas, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about our show. We very much appreciate it when folks do that because that's the only way that we can get a bigger uh, audience to listen to us. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us by uh, sending an email to seeingreddit at gmail.com or on Twitter you can reach us at seeingreddit. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at kamikazepilot. Um, just a forewarning, Matt is definitely going to put the disturbed cover of The Sound of Silence at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. Um, oh, but that means I have uh, to you... buy it and, uh, and download it. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, J3FK, uh, Instagram, uh, JeffJK on there, uh, patreon.com slash JeffJK, where for $1 a month you can get two bonus podcasts and a short story or essay that I've written. Um, you can also go to etsy.com slash shop slash funtimesonline. I will take custom orders for bead sprites, or you can order the ones that are there. Or, shh, send me a message and I'll, uh, I can give you the Belcher family from Bob's Burgers, but I keep getting those posts taken down by Fox's legal department. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell Jeff if you're a cop in the uh, message. Otherwise, you just have to tell me if you're a lawyer for 20th Century Fox. <laughs> Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Heronbird, and probably not by my name, usually by my name, but all month I've been changing it to different Halloween things every day, so you're going to have to go by Heronbird. Alrighty, quick thanks to the folks that have been talking about us on Twitter. Uh, Thanks to uh, Turner. Thank you, Turner. You stole a tuba. Thank Uh, you, tuba. Yep. Uh, Thanks to Hannah Burge. Mm, Thank you, Hannah. 
thanks to uh, Elmo, but scary. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, I was just on. Um, I was just on Turner's podcast, Redemption Arc. Uh, that episode just yeah. came out the other day. You can listen to me talk about Return of the Living Dead Part Two with Turner and his co-host Nick. Oh, that's cool. Uh, thanks to Copper. Thank you, Copper. Uh, thanks to uh, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. And Gareth. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, and thanks to our friend Chris. And... <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Sorry about the Boo. things I said about Over the Garden Wall, because I know you'll be mad. <laughs> yes. Man, Chris, you're going to make on... all of our friends mad. <laughs> I'm sorry to Cassie about all the things she said about Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, listen. Ev- everyone, if you want me to hit Louisa in the arm really hard, I'm on your side. So I will do that for Listen, you. Matt thinks he's strong, but I bet I have more physical power. Okay, than you, so. listen, Louisa. We have to settle this once and for all. This has been going on for way too long. The rumble in the jungle. We need to have an arm wrestling competition in full view of, uh, of uh, witnesses all sometime right. soon. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, it's good. the the Scarin in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you'll be scared from the fighting. You know that our last name is Heron, right? Yes, like you could have rhymed that. It felt like you were trying oh, yeah. to twist it to make that fit, but then you nope. Didn't, uh... It has to go be a place. It has to be the place where you're fighting. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, okay, thanks to Tanner, uh, and thanks to Sugar High. Can you fly to Manila? I've got a really good name for that fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, alright guys, so thanks, thanks for being here. Uh, please remember to come on back. We're just gonna keep getting spookier until we get up to Halloween, so hopefully you guys enjoy (laughs) that. And then we'll die on air. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, come back for that, because it'll be a first. (laughs) Uh, and last, so thanks everyone, and uh, in the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments, please. somebody was like these are the most uh like widely installed uh mobile video game platforms and number two was game boy or the ds or whatever and number one was the iphone and i was like fuck (laughs) off of course not first of all ios games are the worst Mm, they're all 
pointless. <laughs> well, yeah, but I like Bejeweled or something. Because you play yeah. a game like that and you get into like a zen mental state and sometimes you figure out other problems in the world. I really like to, um, I'll play Bejeweled Stars, which is like the Bejeweled version of Candy Crush. Like It's like Bejeweled, but Michael Jordan is in there and Wayne yep. Gretzky. Uh-huh, and they that. transform into superheroes when you Bo- match three gems. Was Bo Jackson <laughs> the other one? Probably. <laughs> because he was also basketball, and that seems wrong. Wait, was he? I thought he was football oh, and baseball. No, you're right, he was football and baseball. The only thing he yeah, wasn't Matt, was he, tennis. Yeah, he was two things, and you couldn't figure out which one it was the one. <laughs> Well, one of them he was good at, and one of them he was okay at, right? Um, yeah. According to that commercial, he knew all sports. Yeah. Yes. Surprisingly. <laughs> I mean, we all know all these sports. Like, we could identify them, probably. Mm, but Bo knows. <laughs> In the biblical sense. I think about yeah. that whenever i Guys, he fucked a baseball glove. <laughs> yeah, haven't we all? 